what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately, a weekly podcast, bi-weekly, okay, maybe monthly at this point, um, because I have been doing so many great things uh, this year, and the Hustle Sold Separately, it's so amazing to be back with all of you guys. Everybody that knows, this podcast is dedicated to some of the most amazing people in the world, all of you, who I always call anti-status quo, outside of the box people, you want to do it differently, you want to do it your way, you want to own it your way. And I truly appreciate you guys for always tuning in every single episode. And for those of you that are newer, because we keep getting lots of newer listeners all the time, uh, I started this podcast probably about seven years ago, and I said that I would never uh, glamorize or glorify success because I can't define that for you. Traditionally, media and the external world can say, this is what success looks like. I can't do that. That's not... That's not um, my job. It's by God's job. It's really your job to actually tap in and understand, like, what do you want for yourself? What does that look like? What makes you happy? What makes you on your journey? And so throughout this podcast, I feature incredible guests who also talk about what they're learning along the way while they're building very unique projects and programs and companies and brands and ideas. And it could be their first company, their second company, their 50th. And it's been great. We've had entrepreneurs, we've had artists, we've had CEOs, we've had uh, fashion and art. I mean, we've had every kind of guest, but it's always about what are they realizing in real time while they're in of service to this world in some way. And that also humanizes the journey. And I really appreciate all of the ratings, the reviews. They keep coming in. The show keeps growing no matter what, which is uh, amazing, uh, considering, you know, sometimes the, the number of shows that go out. So you guys are so committed. And I appreciate you. And I have two very great guests today that I met some time back, and uh, Brittany and Ellie, we're going to talk. They're coaches, they're consultants, they're breathwork facilitators, they're entrepreneurs, uh, you know, they're on their journey consistently showing up every single day in a world that sometimes is very distracting and trying to bring peace and less chaos and more productivity and more connection uh, and more tapping in and more intuition. So... Uh, we're going to actually talk about reclaiming clarity and, and wholeness in a scattered world. Now, they typically work with women, but I believe this is a topic in general that can actually serve the masses overall. And just to give you a little bit of a background, Brittany and Ellie specialize in taking women from scattered to a streamlined so they can you know, go after more of their God, God-sized dreams. And what I love about that is, is the vastness. We're not really limited to sometimes our, our human mind can be very um, limited. It can be limiting because when you think about the vastness of God and our soul, it's huge. It's limitless. And where do you go with that sometimes? And how do you tap more into that, right? And so they came from separate backgrounds in somatic breath work and uh, nervous system regulation to process an organization to create health. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's a, an ongoing signature program of theirs. And uh, it's the only program that focuses on both the internal operating system, amen, and external life structures. Uh, so women can create clarity and see their dreams to the finish line long after the container has ended. So sustainability uh, is ultimate. And that's something that I always try to preach in anything you guys do in any classes or, or 
self-development and character development and uh, life learnings, you want to always make sustainable, you know, um, mechanisms for you. You want to take what you learn and keep implementing it. So, uh, and we'll talk, you know, as we talk about held and, uh, you know, uh, it's it's ongoing. You guys will be able to get information in the show notes, uh, you know, so you can also contact and reach out to them. But Britley, Ellie, I'm glad to have you guys. Thank you. Hopefully that did you some justice welcoming me to the show. Always. Oh, always. Love <laughs> to be here. I love hearing people introduce us because it just makes me smile in the most humble way. It's like, yeah, keep going. Go, stop. Uh, stop. Going. stop. <laughs> well, 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 the world is listening. The, the entire world is listening, and you know, no. Um, it, it you know, it's a it's a global audience, and I, as I mentioned before the show, the first question is always the same. Like, and that's and then from there we're just gonna riff. Like, how do we get here? And you know, Ellie, if you want to go first, you can go first. Um, but what, you know, what path were you on? What happened? How did you get to, to you know, where were the shifts? And then to bring you to today, and then, you know, really, then we'll go to you and, and we'll just kind of riff from there. Yeah. So I started off in a, a background in process and operations, and I was in corporate for eight years. Um, but I reached a point where I was in my quarterly review and I realized I have no desire to be a chief marketing officer. I have no desire to stay in corporate. And I just planted that seed and later God delivered me my first consulting contract. Um, I started my own business doing process consulting in businesses, but I still was like, this is cool, but this ain't it. This isn't in it. Um, and that's when I transformed the gift that God has so generously blessed me with, which is the ability to see through chaos and to be able to see pathways out of chaos. So I took everything I knew about process and mindset, took it into coaching and showed people how to add just enough structure, organization and time so they can really feel held in their life and business. And the reason it's called held, and we'll share a little bit more about that rather than your typical, whatever you would Google structure, time management organization, um, is because that alone is just boring that is so boring and women are fun and creative and dynamic and sensual and emotional and feeling all the things and like nobody wants just that alone but when you mirror it with the heightened levels of feminine energy that can come out when a woman feels safe when a woman feels safe and truly held it's it turns on all kinds of things <laughs> and we need that inner union so that's how I got here my goodness, that was good. <laughs> uh, and I come from a, a little bit of a different background. So I come from real estate, pharmaceutical sales. I at 17 was financially independent. So I kind of took this route of hustle. I kind of fell into this cultural current of chasing money and destination. At around the age of 23, I kind of had it all, quote unquote, by society's standards. I had the six-figure real estate career coupled with the boyfriend, the golden retriever puppy, and a really beautiful house in Texas. And um, I was also at that time at the height of an eating disorder. I was really disconnected from my truth, my, my God, myself, my source, my needs, and living by other people's standards, right? And so when I had that wake-up call, my initial reaction was to, of course, go see help. And I got cognitive therapy, and I kind of showed up to that therapy session like, hi, my name's Britley. I have an eating disorder because my dad's an addict, and I <laughs> seek external validation. And the, the therapist was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And in that moment, I thought, you know, there was got to be more, right? I had had so much awareness. I had gone so far into the research as to why 
I was in the state that I was in. And then I said, but then what, right? There's this awareness, there's this noise and how do I integrate? So I found my first somatic container and soma means of the body. So any somatic container is going to go beyond that analytical mind. I call it the cognitive ping pong and into Mm -hmm. the healing of the body, the nervous system regulation, learning how to actually shift in state so you can shift in identity and, and find that inner calm, that inner peace, that inner presence. And from there really start to build a life from your most true authentic desires and not that that society has paved out for you so I go into this container and then I stumble upon this beautiful modality called breath work and it was really the catalyst to healing my eating disorder up until that point even in recovery I couldn't stop thinking about the next time I was going to lose it or binge or purge so I wasn't really recovered right we call that recovery just because we haven't done the act but in in fact I was still held so captive under this identity that I still lived in and when I did breath work, it really united the brain and the body back into one as a team, as a, as a loving, you know, witness of, of both this dynamic. And so I went all in on this journey to help women initially come home to themselves, find healing, that inner love, that inner confidence that we all so badly desire, but seek outside of ourselves for, which led me on this beautiful journey to where I am today, which is to use this piece of internal subconscious reprogramming, nervous system regulation, just really coming back into the body, creating this head heart coherence. So we can turn down the white noise of this world world and turn up the frequency of our heart, which is where I fell into this beautiful partnership with dear Ellie, where I really believe God just so divinely orchestrated our past because I have this, you know, feminine essence, this ability to bring women back into their body and to manifest and become magnetic all through getting to know themselves and God all over again into a state in which they'll never forget. And then we, we get there, but then we need the external process. We need our environment to reflect that to us. We need to set ourselves up for that sustainability of that. And Ellie and I came together and brought this beautiful dynamic of internal and external to really create a full body transformation with these women. And there's just nothing like it. And I think as different as we are coming together and bringing our superpower into one has been the most effortless, clear, God-ordained, easy, mm-hmm. fun, abundant mm-hmm. being in my entire <laughs> life. And so here we are, baby. Here we are. What uh there's a there's I mean, there's a lot. There's actually a lot to unpack on there. And I, I already have a couple of questions, but you know, some things I wanted to take note of is that it's interesting that you both chose very hustle culture lifestyles. And um uh, and Understandably so. Our generation does that, um, and 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 we learned that from previous generations as well too. And uh, but it was interesting that you noticed the misalignment, and um, you know you could see what's possible. Like, oh yeah, anything you want to go after, you, you clearly with gumption can have. But is that what we really want? Mm-hmm. And and I like that you questioned that very early on. Because we are in a culture sometimes where people are not questioning it early on and the external dopamine hits constantly one after the other after the other of having these things actually come to fruition, almost prove that like, yeah, see, I can, I can do anything. I'm like, but is that what you really want to be doing? And so I love that you both took the time to be like, is it, you know, and, you know, and then, and then Britley, you know, you recognizing like, shit, some things are not right. Like, I, I have these things according to standard living standards of what the external world wants from me. 
but I'm dealing with, you know, you're, you were dealing with a lot of these other things that are like, this, this isn't right. And I think the ability and the humility for both of you to kind of go and be like, I need something different and I need to understand why puts you in a position to then be like, oh, now that I've been doing the work, we'll continue to always do the work because you're always the teacher and the student, um, puts you in a position to say, oh, I want this for, you know, for other women. In this case, you guys chose for women. And I, this is where I want to know. Obviously, we know that this can happen for, you know, all people. This can happen for men and women. For you, what does it mean for you? And either one of you can go first, but like, what does that mean for you that, what are you recognizing in women that you're like, listen, I want to have a conversation about some things that, you know, maybe we're not talking about. What are you, what are you noticing? What did you, did it, is it because you noticed it from your own journey, clearly? And are you noticing it still now that you're removed from it? And what's happening? Like, what what do you think is happening um, with women in general that you want to have these conversations and start kind of saying like, hey, listen, like, I want you to have whatever you want for yourself, but I definitely also want you to have it from a place that is like right for you, not from like what society is saying, like this is kind of what you should be doing. Yeah, that's such a good question. The point that really stuck out for me is living so long in my Miss Independent era and noticing the repercussions of feeling like I have to be in charge of everything. Nobody can help me. Nobody, no man is powerful enough to hold me. And I am burning out all the time. And now looking back, I've been on a three-year, we call it a dissension journey, which is a feminine energy term, which means you're going into your body and out of your head. Now I see more and more so many women who are operating out of the logical mind and being a feminine energy dominant biologically means that we are more likely to have feelings. We're more likely to be in touch with our body. There's biological aspects of us that allow us to be more tapped into our feminine energy. And as we deny that, we create a an armor around our heart that allows us to turn off the signal light that tells us, hey, red flag, something really bad is happening. You're burning out. And we train our programmed mind to say, stop talking. I'm in the middle of a deadline. Whatever your needs are, don't matter. Keep pushing. Why? Because they're training us to live and work like men. My belief system is that in the world I live in, men and women are different and that's how I want it to be. I don't want to have to be responsible for everything. And I love that there are a lot of men who are biologically built and enjoy being the supporter, being the safe person, being the provider. And I'm not speaking to every man because I, I know that that could be triggering to some people, both for women and for men. But in my world, I am going to practice dissension into my body as much as possible because the life that I'm living in my body is so much more blissful and joyful than it was when I only saw myself as valuable based on my achievements. And that's what we want to change today is so many women who are in absolute chaos because they're addicted to cortisol. They're in the program mind. They believe that their significant other is weak, um, you know, fill in the blank, but they end up emasculating him uh, unknowingly. And it's all about changing the program mindset to understand how incredible men are, how incredible women are, and how beautiful the relationship can be when we are able to lean back and move forward. 
well stated. I already have a few notes, but I'm going to let Brittany go. <laughs> I already have a few. Yeah, things. I think. And, and and I did that on purpose, by the way. Like I, that's exactly where I figured it would go. But go ahead, Brittany. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I think she nailed it. I'm like, this is why I just love you. I think she nailed it. And I think the only thing that I would add is I came from complete chaos, right? What's it going to take, man, for us as women? Like, what? How many followers? How much money? What? It, what is it that going to take, right? Before we feel the receptivity and the abundance and the pleasure inside of our bodies, right? We think it's outside of us and we will chase. And there's this destination addiction that we fall into thinking that this is a big, long journey to get somewhere, who knows where. And the moment that I flipped that around, flipped that 360 and I said, you know what? The destination is right here. It's right here right now on this podcast with you two, nowhere else I'd rather be. My feet are planted. My heart is settled. I'm speaking from a place of true essence. And the the journey, like this destination, destination right here. This moment makes for a better journey. The more present I can become in my body, in my essence, the more magnetic, the more powerful, the more love I feel. And guess what? There's nothing outside of me that I need to feel that. It is an illusion. It is a complete illusion. A client asked me yes, two days ago. She said, what is the trick to authenticity? You're so authentic. How did you get here? How did you get here? And all I, all I could say is I, I know what's inauthentic. That's how I know it's authentic. I tried everything else on for size. I had to take inventory of all the places that I was completely robbing myself, completely fooling myself and everybody else. And what I thought I had to become, and I got really curious about which of it was mine, which of it was adopted, adapted, learned behavior. And I just started to burn it all down and build it back up from a place of my heart. And it's a practice, of course, but I think we get so disconnected, as Ellie said, from our heart's essence. We shudder off so much. We live in this analytical mind that we can't even feel from the neck down. And then we wonder why on earth we're so compressed mm -hmm. from every angle. So that chaos, that chaos that you guys have felt, right? That chaos and that burnout that you felt, right? You guys, you guys can. Oh yeah. Now, now that you're in it right now, yeah. <laughs> right, right. That's what men are living in. Mm. That's, that's what men are living in. A lot of men. That's yeah. why I brought that up. And so why? I I said um, I I love the realizations that you found because women historically have always been the intuition, wisdom knowing deeply connected to god like just knowing and men as they would go after these things this is actually what they were encountering a lot of times and i uh, and i think we spoke on your podcast a little about this that like when a man is disconnected from his heart um and he's in uh, as uh ellie as you said something you're talking about the logical mind very true the logical because uh, I, I was reading just this other day too that uh, women are the the intuition and men are the logical and of course how, how they need each other and so when men are in uh, you know in the battlefield of life if they are there too long they can disconnect from their heart um, and that's why that chaos can actually cause what we've seen some you know really rough things happen to men out there and uh, um, but the feminine the in a lot of ways that you know that the woman intuition reminding the man like remember who you are remember who you are stay in there versus taking on you know these different responsibilities these different things which are also an honor and a respect and a privilege and you know warrior-like and provision and all that stuff and so i i 
I love that you notice like, wait a minute, why am I feeling like this? Wait, are we supposed to feel like this? Is this the way it's supposed to be? And, and I think that that's where society got a little flipped um, and um, or equalized in a lot of ways. It's like, yeah, actually that's what men are going through and that's now what women are going through and then everybody's burnt out. And, and I love that you said, you know, the, the misindependent area and you just burned out. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like that, that burnt, like even in our independence, we were a bit like there, there's a, a famous expression, not mine, uh, this one, it's not mine, but it's like, you know, no man's an island. It, 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 like we are, and, and self-made has always been a very funny term for me. Like I get it if you made things happen, but there were people along the way, whether they worked for you or they were a spouse or they were friends or whatever, you know? And so we're like, no man is an island. No person is an island. Like we need people. We need community. We need support systems and mechanisms we need teamwork to make anything happen and so like i i love that you recognize like wait a minute i'm supposed to want this but now i'm also burning out is this what they go through yes and then it's like is there a better way yeah the original way in my opinion again in like like i like the way you said you're like in my world yes the original wisdom and intuition that you women had uh, and still do like that's the pillar like you guys are so connected you know and so I, I love that you figured that out I was like wait a minute if I'm operating in my logical mind how do I get further back into my intuitive mind and the intuitive mind is like where it all all you know that's that's like where that's that's the ultimate achievement everybody be operating in their highest and, and best intuition and like soul and god that's you know and you guys naturally had that beautiful you know and I think we also talked about that that like you know when man is disconnected from himself and God, the work of a woman because a woman's intuition is natural. So I, I, love, I love that. that. Yeah, it's so true. And, well, and, then, and then you brought up about the arm around, you know, your heart. And it's like, but you're natural, like women are naturally open because the intuition knows. So, um, you know, so I thought you both brought up like really great points of like, wait a minute, is this how it's supposed to be? You know, and uh, and then starting the process to reverse that while also still building and creating and your, your identity and, and like your, your purpose in this world too. Cause I think sometimes people is, is, do you notice that? Is it also, because I think people just, and in this case, you know, women have so much power and purpose and they just want to be able to exert that purpose without maybe losing themselves in the process. Hmm. I want to, I think every woman feels it. I think every woman feels a disconnect from her heart. Now, to the degree in which she allows herself to feel and do something about it is completely up to her. But I think every woman walks around with a little bit of angst and disconnection from her heart and her essence, wondering what she should be doing, right? I always kid, I always say this line, it's like the mom that's at the kid's soccer game, but missed the kid's soccer game because she's living in guilt and shame for what she should be doing back at work, or she's at work missing the soccer game. It's like, no matter what. We're, we're carrying the weight of this world and we're, we're disconnected and we feel it to some degree. And the hardest thing for a woman to do is to really unfold why she feels this way and to really come clean and honest with herself in a direct reflection moment of like, who am I and what have I built my life around? And it's a hard wake up call, man. And a lot of us will wait till the wake up call, but we're just trying to get women to wake up before the call, mm -hmm. before it gets to that point. Because I do, I think that's what's on my heart right now is like every woman is fighting up against herself. Why? Any part of a woman or a human, therefore, that takes themselves from separation from this unified field of consciousness that God intended for us to all exist and love each other in, feels the separation. And what happens there? Scarcity, lack, fear, disconnect, doubt, frustration, right? Like all the ego starts to build and the faith starts to die. 
And then we're like, why do I feel this way? And so I don't even know if that answers your question. I don't even know what the question was. No, no, I, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, I want to I want to continue on this. You know, I know I think that that's great because in intuition is abundance. Yeah. In intuition is abundant. It's all of your answer. Like uh, uh, I, I was reading that a God is infinite supply to our infinite demand. But in our in intuition is abundance. And you're right. When we're in our ego, whew, you know, in, in all parties involved, when you're in your ego, scarcity, lack, fear, we're disconnected. We are not connected. We are disconnected. And all these other things that would normally not, um, you know, be in our minds, all of a sudden start floating around and can even escalate. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. do I really know that to be true? You know, and it's like, I even started, I implement this exercise from um, this book about like when something negative, like when you think about it, write it out and then immediately write out the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, because we know that it's not true when we're in our something negative, it's like, we're just disconnected. Right. So, um, no, I, I, I love that you noticed that. Ellie, do you want to expand on that? Well, I was just going to say too, sorry, real quick, mm. is we don't no, know please. that it's not true. I don't think we know that it's not true. I think that we think that it is entirely true, the negative thought. It takes work right. to understand and discern and create space between the thought and your response to it. We are so reactive. We have these negative thoughts and they are rooted so deeply in our body as truth that we just continue to act them out and then loop and recite them over and over and over. And so what's the disruption is to understand that that is not the truth. And I think that's actually the harder route to take, right. disrupt the negative thought as not truth than to just go with it and and find yourself in a cyclical cycle over and over and over. And so not to be counterproductive, but I'm like, I think that actually when we can become more responsive to our thoughts than reactive, that is the start of this whole entire journey. That's what starts to create the space between what you've identified as and who you are to your intuitive essence, which is the beginning and end, as you said. 100%. That nervous system, it's its its so wild in how this circuitry works internally from memory, right? And so the the hardwiring internally into your internal programming, you're, so I, I, I completely agree with you. Like, it's like, you can actually think the fear is real. No, this is my life. This is what's happened. This is, and this is the narrative, or this is the thing that I keep experiencing. Like, you know, you can change the programming, but until we go in and look at the programming and actually have that level of, of conversation or uh, using tools such as the two of you that provide, but it's like having, you know, the, I don't want to react. I want to respond. And the only way to respond is to actually like, what's going on, what programming is in there. How did that even get in there in the first place? When did that start, right? So and I think that, that people sometimes are afraid to lift up the hood of the car and be like, all right, let's see what the engine, let's see what's going on with the engine, all right? I could jam on this all day. I'm like, I <laughs> Go ahead, it's whatever you guys want to take it. It's all riffing. I mean, and a lot of it's like a lot of the topics we wanted to talk about. So yeah, go, go I just, and not to dominate, I just think it's so true. <laughs> We're unwilling to look under the hood and then we have a gas leak and we have an oil change out and then the car is breaking down and we're like trying to get there as fast as possible. And it's so important to understand the truth that is so scary for us to face, but the most liberating thing we could ever step into that we have adapted conditioning from our parents, from generations, on and on again, that we have taken and stored as truth in our body. And I love the way that you said our body is like a filing cabinet stored to every memory, thought, emotion, habit, pattern. So what happens when we're up against that situation again? We, we go to the filing cabinet of our mind and we pull our latest memory and then we reenact it. Mm 
And we do that over and over. And we we find ourselves in the same positioning. We find ourselves dating the same person with a different face and the same experience <laughs> with the same scarcity outfit on over and over and over. I tell my clients, it's the same process to get from $1,000 a month to $10,000 a month as it is from a million a year to 3 million a year. It's the same exact process right? It's it's going back and having to deconstruct the current identity, the current belief system, and create a new standard for yourself, create a new identity. And one from this intuitive space that we're speaking of that falls into the heart, which we don't allow ourselves to feel, so we never come to know. And when we really look at it high level, we understand that we were made to be receptive beings. We were made to receive. We were made to intuitively create, to intuitively learn, and to go about this life based on that that inner compass that exists within all of us, but we shut it down. And I love the way Ellie said, we shut it down. We shut it down. That part of us, that inner child, that inner intuition, that's like, Hey, we need to take some rest and restoration and play. And you're like, no, we don't have time. Sit down, shut up Mm -hmm. (laughs) over and over and over. And where does that lead us? Right. Yeah. I love the way that Ellie talks about inner child too. We did a, we did a practice with our women the other day and every single woman was in tears Mm -hmm. it's like when's the last time you've met that younger version of you that intuitive pure potent version of you that is so wise that has the the knowing of what to take seriously in this life and what to brush off Mm -hmm. (laughs) right one of my favorite things um is when you see uh like an infant um look at you they're still so attached to this, like they're they're so in tune with their soul. They haven't been usually disconnected by society yet, and it's like, what do you know? You can see them in their eyes of like, I I want to know what you see right now because you're mm-hmm. like so new to Earth. What do you see? I know you're still so highly connected to God. What do you see? And you can see that yeah. like they they know they know, and you're like, stay there, stay there, no matter how much <laughs> you know society has <laughs> to move you. Ellie, I was going to ask you about this. Um, it's interesting I because I I've gone through this from thinking I was never I was I was more on the creative side for a very long time and then I became very uh, systems oriented and, and um, which was interesting to realize how much I loved systems because I hadn't done it for ever mm-hmm. and um, but as I started getting into systems I also realized and this is more from the business side and business and marketing and and the external world, I realized like, oh, wow, you know, we have all these internal systems that are happening um, that are constantly on automation as well, too. Did that, did your background kind of start, you know, you on a, a, an even deeper journey of like, wait a minute, if I'm automating here in the external world, how much am I automating internally? And how do, how would you, you know, how did, what does that process look like when you're saying, okay, I've got some automations that have been running that I wasn't even really aware of. When you do an audit for, you know, in the external world, what's that audit like on the internal world? Like, what are some of those things that you've noticed that similar, but obviously different because one's internal, one's external? Yeah, that's really good. I, and one thing that I'm noticing, um, you and I both do systems, but that actually isn't how I would reflect on that. And I think that's so important to share the way that we are corresponding process and mindset. So that one is so profound, right? It's like the automations that are happening and we're not even stopping it. When I think about what you're saying, what I think about is 
all the people who are walking a process and going in a hundred different circles when the process yes. is one straight line. Where are we making life harder on ourselves? Where are we adding 20,000 steps? And why are people still on level three of the game when they're qualified for level five and they just don't have the process for it? It's because if they don't have a route that they understand, they don't think it's possible to get to the next level of the game. But that's the importance of process. So when I think of systems, that's what I think about because my specific route is creating pathways. But I love that too. It's like the automations that we just go on. And I think that's really more brilliantly is like, what thoughts have you programmed as truth automated when they're actually not serving you? That's not an automation that's serving you that you keep turning on. No, I, I, I love the analogy and a hundred percent because we create pathways of least resistance and we put frameworks that are the consistency mechanisms that get us the outcome of a well-defined path. So when I think of automations, it's the same. It's sort of like, the automation is sort of like, but what right consistent activity are you doing? Not all activities. And you're right, because a lot of people are running around. This is where I think the chaos really starts to come in. And we can kind of talk about that more too. The chaos is like, mm-hmm. you're seeing people do a million different things and say, I don't get why I'm not seeing what, um, you know, what I want to see in this world. Yes, that is a great first question. <laughs> That's like such a good first question. Like, wow. Well, I'm doing all these things. Exactly. Shouldn't you have been at a level five? If, if the level, if you're at level three and if you're doing these things, we're completely in unison and working. Should, would you then, shouldn't you be at like a level five, right? Um, and so I think it's a great first question because the follow-up question seems to be what isn't working, <laughs> you know, like what, and what are you doing too much of that you shouldn't be giving your energy and attention to? And so, and I think I can, this is where I think the similarities of that in a life path in the, in the physical world and in the internal world, because, you know, Brittany, as you were even saying about like some of the same decisions people keep making over and over again, whether it's dating or jobs or whatever, it's like, Yeah. How does that keep happening? And it can get somebody to pause long enough, right? Just to pause, like, would you like something different? Mm-hmm. Yes. What would you like? This. You want to try something different? Maybe. What do you got? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, just, even the even the conversation simplifying. You know. So, do you find do you what are what are some of these conversations like with? Um, with uh, the people you coach and with the women that you're helping, like, d- does this come up a lot? I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. My brain is like going somewhere else and I wanted to touch on something. Go, 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 go with it. Um, go with it. Something about um, taking consistent action and yeah. the ability to drop in and be a child of God. And I, I feel like in that yes. journey of entrepreneurship, it's a series of blind faith. And in that moment, people will be like, okay, I'm at a level three, but how do I get to a level four? And God will give you one step, not the path. And we'll barter and be like, well, I'll take that step. If you say for sure, I'm going to get there. And God's like, no, I need you to trust my leadership. And then we kind of rebel. It's like, I'm going to figure out my own way. It's going to be faster than yours. And he's like, okay, babe, come back when you're ready. I'll be here. I love you. You know? Um, and something, and this is going to sound so far off, but I just feel like it kept coming up for me is the concept of, um, we have patterns that show up both in how we relate to discipline and structure and consistency 
as well as how we relate to the man in our life versus how we relate to God. And one thing that kept coming up was um, when you said infinite supply, infinite demand, infinite demand, infinite supply, right? I just saw this vision of a woman praying and asking for things. And what is in her best interest will be done, but it won't be done on her timing. And when women are too far in their masculine, their wounded masculine energy, they're still maturing masculine energy that feels much safer in control than something as simple as, well, I keep asking my man to take out the trash and he's just not doing it. And the, and the question really is, is he not doing it or is he not doing it on your timing? Because there's something to be said there you know it's like what are you asking God for and you're getting frustrated and upset because it's not happening on the timing that you want part of being in feminine energy is trusting and having full faith in what's coming but what are your thoughts on that as a man I no mean, no no this, is, no this is great I actually want to I want to continue this direction that's why I'm glad you trusted your intuition <laughs> to talk about this you know so um there's there's a few things in there one the first thing you were saying about uh, when when God will give you like the next step, and and you're right, and and traditionally that's where um, when I wasn't using my intuition, when I didn't learn to do that more, I would you know in a worldly way try to make it happen, like or as you said, um, uh, I forget what you you, you said I mean barter bargaining with God, I, I call it negotiating, right? Like I, I ask for God for something, and then naturally. Uh, he told me exactly what to do. And um, I practice listening always. Do I always do it? No, but that's how you practice. That's how you get better constantly listening only. But I do. But I make sure that sometimes I um, take a step in a different direction because I'm negotiating. Well, this is the deal that I wanted. or This is the thing that I, you know, I was asking for. Um, even if I was like, yeah, but I have something better. You're right. There's that trust fall. And and I've gotten significantly better at listening to God in those moments, like way better. That it, because <laughs> how many times you do come back when God's like, all right, well, I'll be here when you're ready. That's the beauty of God is so loving and forgiving. It's like, no, no problem. Listen, I want you to have all of this. And actually, it's even easier and with less stress. You do it your way. Like, that's the beauty of free will. And your free will can also just trust me with less stress whenever you're ready. So I like that you brought that up because I think like, and then that's something that men I think traditionally have learned from really uh, from 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 women about why it's important to trust your intuition. How do you learn to trust your intuition? And I think as men continue to do that more, they're like they it creates better leadership. Like how do you know? I know because I walk with God. Mm. That's how I you know. Then the the <laughs> other thing you brought up is there's a second part of that. Um, well, wait, wait, what was the what was the second part of that that conflict? Oh, the the praying. The praying is huge. So I learned that whatever you want changed, don't change anybody. Pray for whatever they need. That is what I learned. Pray for myself for whatever I need that God knows and pray for others. And the power of prayer, um, not only do you end up leading more in that way because I'm the more I pray the more tapped in I am and the better the faith the, the choices I'm making the, the more of the actions I'm taking automatically influence another and same on the other side but when we pray for another we're praying for their vision we're praying for their uh, acceptance we're praying for their uh, need 
needs to be met, all these different things, because when they are in that alignment, naturally, they just seem to do better. They do more. And uh, so I, I just, it's interesting that the control mechanism, as you call it, right? Like, it's so true, because we don't just try to do it for our own lives. How many people try to do it for everybody else's lives, including from spouses to business partners to whoever? And it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, like, let's just pray. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's just pray. So I, I do love the fact that, you know, when you don't know what to do, pray for yourself. And when you don't know what to do in wanting something good for somebody else, pray for them as well, just the same. So that's what I think about all that. I think another beautiful radical change that I've made in my prayer conversations with God is not God, give me the abundance. God, give me the financial prosperity. It's God, sharpen me. God, equip me. God, help me become the woman who can store the amount of wealth that you have in store for me. Strengthen me, sharpen me. Because what happens with 99% of lotto winners? They get their earnings and what? They lose it in up to three months because why? They are not the containment for it. They haven't learned how to store that. Right. And so we can pray for the thing all day and God will bring it and then you won't hold it. And in this beautiful container called held, I said something the other day that is stuck is to have and to hold. Mm -hmm. You deserve to have what you want, God willingly. But if you don't learn how to hold it, <laughs> there will be no containment for it and you will lose it. Mm -hmm. And that is just how it goes. And going back to, you know, what happens when we pray for something and God delivers and then we say, no, not that way. What are we coming up yeah. against? I really believe we're coming up against emotional triggers that we don't know how to oh. handle. Why do we sit down and, and say, I'm going to do a two hour work block. And then we get up and go check the laundry for the 18th <laughs> time, emotionally <laughs> triggered. We don't know how to handle it. We don't mm -hmm. know how to overcome our mind and what, and the body eventually becomes the mind, right? You wake up on the right side of the bed, you roll out of the right side of the bed, you take the same five steps to the bathroom, you pick up your toothbrush with the same hand and the same, and everything you look up at 12 o'clock and you've done everything pretty much the same, right? You've become so habitually routine that the body starts to take over the mind and you begin to just operate and operate and operate. And then you don't have any consciousness around what you're doing. 95% of our daily actions are run by our subconscious mind that was created between the ages of zero and eight years old. So that means we're reacting from a consciousness of anywhere from zero to eight years old all throughout our day. And 5% and of that is the conscious aware mind that evolves right now today. What if we were to take that and stretch it out? What if we were to actually do the metacognitive make the cognitive piece which is make the unconscious conscious become aware of it and then we knew how to handle those emotional triggers because then when god goes to provide you don't pivot you don't shift you don't fall out you don't start from scratch you know exactly what he's doing and you can overcome the need to drop out to shift to get up and get the laundry and you can sit down and you can train your mind just like a dog which is a little controversial no sit stay no sit stay no sit stay be here be here, be here. And the power and the pause, which you said, which always gives me a full body chill because that is it. There is so much power in our ability to stop and to think about the response before we become reactive. And again, it is trained, it is a muscle, but we all know how to work strong muscles, right? So this is just another one of those muscles that we can begin to strength train yeah. and, and the resilience and the discipline come. And then it's not so hard. And that muscle really does become can stronger. I, can I add something to that? Yeah. I had a client uh, the other day, she's in her first week of coaching. And so we're doing time management organization and her goal was to get four modules done. So we showed up to the second session and I was like, okay, let's talk about the four modules. And she's like, well, I wasn't able to get any of them done. And then she gave me like 10 different excuses. And, um, I was like, okay, awesome. When you sat down to do module one, 
just module one. Don't think about anything else. Just think about schedule. When you sat down to do module one, what came up? Well, my fear of people judging the content. And then we spent a whole hour on that. Why is that important? Because the reason that you're procrastinating is an emotional trigger and it's a story. And if we can get to the root of the problem, then those four modules aren't what's stopping you. Those 16 modules modules aren't what's going to stop you. And so that's an interesting point of when we can get to the root and we can see discipline, structure, consistency, all of that at the root of what's actually stopping people from doing it versus I could have, you know, not that I would ever do this, but a coach may just shame them. Okay, well, work harder next time. It's not a work harder issue. Or let's just get to module one right now. It's like, that's yeah, the problem, right? right. It's an inner child. Let me meet your inner child. Let me hold you. Let's talk about what's coming up. Let's express something that hasn't been expressed before. And I think people so often don't correlate that to productivity, but it is such an important part of it. No, I think this is a great topic because there's this beautiful balance between the assertiveness of wanting to make something happen and the grace of understanding the uh, points along the way about where the points of resistance. Because otherwise, we can shame ourselves for like, well, you know, I've tried before and it doesn't work. And it's like, well, can you get very um, micro mm -hmm. and actually look at each of the steps, you know, throughout the process and have a relationship of like where's the resistance coming from exactly because it's and and because because otherwise you see the, the two dominant polarization right you got the people out there like dude if you can't just if you can't get in the arena and you can't do it then like you're wasting my time or like you know it's it's you it's you versus you every day like and it's like all right yes it is you versus you every day can we at least try to understand how the ferrari engine works or are you just going to say basically just keep pouring oil in and like you know drive it like off track yeah. Or you get the polarization of the opposite, which is like, you know, it's okay not to do any work. Let's just take a break from, you know, it's like sometimes you kind of see the whole like, I, I guess I just, I like the the balance of let us observe and then iterate and make a change. And the 1%, I love the 1% better every day because it's sort of like, you're getting to know the details, which by the way, also creates the dopamine. If we want to do a science on that side, it's like now we get the dopamine hit of like, oh, I was able to make something move and you know, a 1% today. Mm -hmm. And and I and then I that made me making me think that I like in creativity, in the creation of our lives, and in when we create, we are basically creating with ourselves and God. God, if we're made in the image of God. And God, the creator. So we're meant to create. And I find that a lot of people um, are constantly seeking answers. And when you create, you find them. Mm -hmm. But most people don't create because of the circumstances ahead of time from mm -hmm. habits, from resistance, from judgment, from all these different things. Right. And so I find it interesting that, like, oh, it makes sense that if we create, answers start to come because. Um, I'm in movement with, with God, with something happening that tells me what I need to look at next, yeah. you know, so. And God won't move before you do, right? He's an invitational God. Yeah, so oh yeah. Moving and action will bring more clarity than thinking ever will. And yet we stay in these, in these analytical minds, thinking and creating and casting a better future for ourselves without ever actually getting to obtain it. And you said something, it's you versus you. And it's like, yes. And instead of it's you versus and, you, it's you versus your mind. 
or excuse me, it's you versus your thoughts. Your mind and body are on the same team. It's you versus the narrative. It's you versus your thought. It's you versus your habit. And if we can even create that much separation between the self, like I see, I see it as like us punching ourselves in the gut over and over and over. It's not you versus you in that way. It's you and your highest consciousness against you and your current reality and what you've created for yourself. And if you can start to look at yourself as you versus your thoughts, not your mind, your thoughts, that is a very, very key separation. Then we can start to see those thoughts. We can begin to become the witness of those thoughts. And from there, we can actually change those thoughts. It's when we start to think it's me versus me that the shame and the guilt is actually amplified because then we get more with ourselves. I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't do it. And the commitments that you just added, you know what builds more trust than anything in the world? Making a tiny promise to yourself yeah. and showing up for it every single day. Mm-hmm. Sure. That will reinstill the trust factor that you have broken over and over by overriding your system and your needs and completely collapsing over what it is that you need and overriding your ability to intuitively hear. You just go back to the basics, right? The very foundational level of a small promise and meeting yourself there every day. And that can alone work wonders, I think. Isn't it interesting that the basics are what we always come back to, always. which is which is also like kind of in the realm, Ellie, of even with God, we're like, oh, it's okay. You can do it your way, the hard way. And when you're ready, I'm right here. When you want to come back to the basics, right here, honey. I'm right here. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so it's, it's interesting. Like that alone should show the complexity sometimes of the human mind and the human behavior and the way that we, we act because it's, and I'm, I'm only laughing because it's like, we've all done it. And you just, you think about like, I love my, one of my favorite questions to ask myself at any given time is, I'm making this harder than it has to be, you know? And um, if I'm at that point where I'm doing that, maybe, you know, but even as a habit of just asking that at, at any time, just because that way we're always kind of asking the right questions of life. Is there a better way? And am I doing this from a connected place and an understanding? And, you know, can I simplify? Can I simplify? Can I simplify? Because then I think when we simplify, I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than in a physical world. Why do people clean out space? Why do to love more in? Why do they clear, clear out energy to let more in? Why do they get rid of things that they shouldn't be doing to let more in? So it makes sense that at the basics, you know, to really to what you were saying earlier, we're able to receive, right? It becomes such a cosmic joke. It's like, how can I see that adding angst and anxiety to the collective does not give me more peace and freedom that I'm chasing after? Like, mm-hmm. how can I see that making it hard on myself is not making it easier for myself and the collective that I'm adding and contributing to my own suffering by allowing the anxiety to take over without doing anything about it. And yet I'm, I'm doing it all for what, for freedom, for liberation, for peace one day out there far off in the future, right? We humanize money as this enemy that will serve us and show up for us when we've earned it. We, we, we humanize all of these sensations and feelings, freedom, relationship, love for when the thing comes, when you can access it right now today can access it right now today you can actually feel the feeling of having the thing long before that tangible thing ever comes we have that power within us but we don't exercise it because we're waiting 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 and it is it's it's a little humorous it's like oh my gosh you know i'm i'm adding more to my plate to create more chaos in my life to help so that eventually one day i'm what free and streamlined it's like no we can actually do it today (laughs) do it backwards yeah i think you bring up a great point because that 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 does happen. We <laughs> we we tend to add extra variables. Uh, the way you put it is not the way we think about it on ourselves until all of a sudden either we ourselves pose that like 
am I, am I making it harder? Or somebody else is saying, why are you doing it all this way? Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, like I'm not, you're like, but you are. are. You know? <laughs> and, 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 um, and that's, now then that brings us back to the ego, which is like, oh, how do I, how do I, you know, I ask for answers. So let me listen. And I think it's, it's, if you know, when someone is stuck in the chaos, it is hard to listen. It's because you're already in noise. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it seems like the one of the first viable steps is like, let me just take you out of the noise for a minute. And then maybe let's start asking some of the questions because I want you to be able to hear. And, and I think that's why I find it such a beautiful part of maybe all of our missions in some ways are sort of like saying, hey, amidst the chaos, can I at least remove the noise to help you see more clear, right? Um, and yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I said, that's it, that's it. Turn down <laughs> right. the noise, we can turn up the frequency of your own heart. What a beautiful concept. Right, you know, and so uh, Ellie, before the show, one of the things that um, you had brought up, you know, about focus in 2023, um, and I know a lot of what we're talking about already is obviously around focus because um, <laughs> what's going on in our world <laughs> will dictate whether or not we are focused, uh, you know, are we living in chaos? Are we living in clarity? Are we taking time off for ourselves? Or are we like constantly moving without any kind of introspection, right? So um, talk, let's let's talk a little bit about focus and what's happening <laughs> in a multi, I mean, we can go in any kind of rabbit hole direction on that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you leave that for a second. Yeah, so one thing I've noticed about focus in 2023 is People are having a hard time sitting still. I think I saw a quote. It, it was on Google, but I don't know. how. Something about focus. Uh, we can't focus longer than a goldfish or something like that. Okay, don't quote me on that. Right. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll look it up while study, you... Study, sir. I'll, I'll look it up okay. while you keep talking. Okay, okay. So what I wanted to say is the, the whole point of this, the focus in 2023 is... A majority of people who are really struggling to focus are people who are also find a lot of comfort in social media. And the thing about the way that social media is these days is that you got to capture people in three seconds. And the quick scroll of the finger is a, training our brain to stay as high as possible on dopamine and to also switch when we get bored and to also be creating content that is so in your face, multiple moving animations. We're all competing with each other. So not only are we learning to switch our focus every three to seven seconds, we're also learning how to use an abundant amount of time creating the best content that's going to, you know, really get people's attentions. We're creating skits. We're doing all of these things and people's attention spans are going lower and lower. And as they are procrastinating from doing the thing that they know that they should be doing, they're looking to social media to then comfort them again. And what we're seeing too is when a woman, I'm going to speak to a woman because I'm a woman, but men too, um, when they're in their chaos brain, you can kind of tell because their speech starts to become like a spaghetti noodle that never ends. The way that they're telling the story, it never ends. And then they'll, they'll switch and switch and switch and switch and switch. That's what's happening in their mind times a hundred. You just don't get to hear it. Like it's happening faster than they can speak. And our attention span is so low now. There's things, if, if the post is too long, I just ignore it. Like I just need to see the highlights. I just don't even have the attention span. Well, it's the little moments of me training my brain to strengthen my attention span because focus is the currency of 2023. 
the longer that I can stay focused is going to set me apart in 2024. Guaranteed. It's 100%. So what's it? Pivot, right? It's just, it's encouraging. Pivot quick, act often. If something's boring, switch, move, mm-hmm. switch, move. And then everyone's like, why can't I sustain? Why can't I stay on path? Why can't I get into my heart's mission? It's like, well, everything around you is advocating against it. That's why. <laughs> Oof, so true. And, and yes, it was a goldfish. You were right. It's, uh, it says in 2015, uh, the internet blew up with a shocking new statistic. Humans have an eight second attention span <laughs> less than that of a goldfish. And this was a, a this was in a Forbes article in 2016. Now, you know, I mean, uh, media, but like, but yeah, it said, I guess whoever did this study was humans have an eight second attention span less than that of a goldfish and it's getting shorter. Um, so what's interesting is that was back in 2016. So you're right. And the fact that you brought up the three second thing, it, it's true. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon where focuses the ultimate you know currency because it's also brings you present (laughs) and when you're present um anxiety of the future goes away depression of the past goes away and intentionality of what needs to happen in this moment uh is much more prevalent and and guiding right and so um how do we continue fostering focus in a very heavy input driven world and um you know and, and it's 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 crazy to think about what all this does to people's nervous systems you know um all of the, the inputs at the same day and so having this relationship of like i'm all for media uh, for like social to be a place where you create your with your life's purpose and mission to express to the world and, and help bring people closer to themselves and then also the balance of like but i have to manage consumption which I try to do very much so. Um, I'm very strict on consumption. And I'll tell you, I actually, as a test every now and then, I'll spend extra time uh, consuming just to see what's going on. And I'm like, oh my God, you can actually feel everything from discomfort to anxiety to like, out of nowhere, I could have the most productive, amazing day. And 20 hardcore minutes of, scrolling into the void i could actually come out and even question the work that i did that day oh yeah that is like and it's an interesting self-observation and self-awareness technique and and luckily having the tools again having the tools to be like whoa 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 whoa, see what happens okay let's let's get grounded again um good to know good test uh we know it's not true but, and, and, you know, and I get it because at the same time, it's also like, we don't want to be so far removed from the world because we also want to, you know, we have to have an understanding of like what's going on, but without also feeding the chaos. So there's this constant balance of like, I've got to stay focused um, and in purpose and also aware. <laughs> so it's, it's a very unique balance, right? Yeah. I think sometimes God winks at us and reveals why like why us why our skill set and one thing you hit on was nervous system mastery it's the inner chaos that's happening at the exact same time as the external chaos if you clear up the external chaos it'll mirror back into the internal chaos if you clean up the internal chaos it'll mirror out to the external chaos but with us we're working at god speed which means we're doing both at the same time and i think that's an interesting point that I'm kind of just receiving right now because you were talking, but it, it is that it's like the chaos that's happening outside that doesn't stop when you're done with a meditation. Right. 
It's important sure. to have structure both in your everyday human 3D reality and also in your mind and your heart and your soul. 100%. We created because in the present moment is the only space that you can experience transformation. And for anybody who's listening right now, let me show you how to do that. Stop doing the dishes and driving and doing all the things at once. Or if you're driving, don't stop driving. But notice <laughs> how many different things you're doing right now in this moment while listening to this podcast and just take one deep breath. And like feel your feet on the ground. Feel your heartbeat. See if you could attune so closely to your internal body that you could actually feel your unique heartbeat pumping blood on your behalf, operating on your behalf. We have got to come here more often. There is no way we can create and change our lives from one degree in the future or one degree in the past. We must learn to fall into this present moment. And just as Ellie said, this is a muscle we get to train in focus and in intention and in integrity with ourselves. And this whole container called held is that you will be so held first within your own body, because what would that feel like to be entirely held within your own body, within your own confidence and your own conviction that you can do this and you stop doubting yourself every time you want to take one step towards your heart-centered mission and then to fall into the arms of a heavenly father that created you so imperfectly perfect and instilled an inner flame within you. <laughs> I get emotional. Here we go. <laughs> To be held, to be held by your body, your soul, by the God, the creator of this universe and by other women in this container specifically, it's women to be held in this present moment so that you don't feel like you have to run outside and go backwards and live in the past or in the future. But you could be so presently here right now with 20 plus women holding a vision for you when you can't hold it for yourself over and over and over. And that comes all back to you get to have it all. You first have to learn how to hold it. And when you can hold it, and your capacity grows, and you've worked that muscle of receptivity and growing and expansion for the abundance that is rightfully yours just by breathing and being alive. New mercies every single morning. Hello. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And you begin to identify as a, as a son of the king, as a daughter of the king, and you begin to walk with a holy confidence that you don't have yet because you haven't allowed yourself to get still enough to get present enough, present enough to know, to identify, to shift. And I think that's where our work is so different from everyone else's because not only do we practice this every day, but we've, we've, he's at the center, undeniably. We're not shy about that. We're just the, the vessels to getting someone back into the present moment and training them to stay there when they want to give out <laughs> over and over again. I have no doubt that uh, any of you listening, <laughs> man or woman, are probably feeling very um, attuned. You know, and so, and, and I do what I, what I like that you guys do as this program, obviously. So for any of the women listening, this is something that you can, um, I'll put in the show notes so you guys can get more information from them and you can reach out to them and I've got their handles and stuff. But um, the tool, what I think is unique is that you're saying um, this, this constant, here's the, an external world in which we live in and, and we have to show up for. Here's how we understand that from an internal world that we're constantly um elevating that we're constantly uh, attuning ourselves to that we're constantly trusting we're constantly coming back into <laughs> that we're constantly connecting to versus the as you were talking uh, uh with the mirror like versus what might actually be happening in the external coming right into the internal and then like doing this like mirror dance of what i'm seeing in this world or what in this case with the women that we work with they see in this world so um 
Amazing. Amazing. With uh, now withheld uh, as a, this ongoing thing, what? Um, uh, so it's a, it's a, how long is the program typically? It's a four month program. Ladies jump in. We'd love to have you, but it is a four month program. It's very strategic basically. And I'll speak for both of us. We took a really high level look at every container we've ever been in. And we said, where's the gap? Because women are really good empowerers and motivators. And we, we love to empower a woman, but enthusiasm has a half-life. <laughs> so what happens when we fall out of these containers, right? We don't have the systems and the structures to sustain. So we're all about how do we become the identity? How do we get so crystal clear on our God-given mission? And then how do we learn to steward it, to come into dance and relationship with the money? And then most importantly, how do we sustain it long after the program is done? We want to get you to the starting line, but we have to take you to the finish line. Otherwise, we are like every other program out there and you will invest and then we will reaffirm to you that you can't make it happen. You didn't make it happen. And then investing in yourself becomes this big, hairy, scary monster that we never want to do again. Mm -hmm. And we're here to shake and break that paradigm by strategically creating a container that has you have and has you hold yourself and the desires that are placed on your heart through to the end with 20 women who are not going to let you fall, not going to let you fail and are going to hold the vision when you try to forget it or run away from it and through the crunch, right? I think we've both experienced and have overcome the crunchiest part of entrepreneurship or leading in your heart-led mission, which you want to give out. Trust me, real estate's never looked better than it did two months ago. <laughs> but what happens? We stay in it. We stay in the game and we help you stay in the game and we stay in the game together and we come out on the other end and there is so much freedom, so much liberation on the other side of that curve of discomfort. And we're going to be right there to hold you at the front end and the back end and long after that. And I think that's what our mission is. What I think is... Uh, important and the fact that you talk about sustainability because um, you know I know that there's a there's a lot of of course there's programs for everybody out there there's all kinds of different routes people take but it's the ones that have frameworks mm. and tools like that are very specific of like here's how to maintain it versus kind of like you know sometimes you get and I get it sometimes like we're gonna talk about all the things it's like all right let's actually integrate and practice and use frameworks to like again, integrate into our livelihood, that that'll then be something that we continue to take forward. Because like the, the, the greatest thing that I have found is that like, how do we create consistency? We learn processes and frameworks. And even though it sounds so technical and external, Ellie, right? That, that's that's fun. The thing is, is, it is, it is actually fun. I resisted it for so long because I was like, well, that, you know, that's, that's, uh, that sounds like boring, right? And I'm like, well, some of the greatest things ever can be found in the simplified, quote unquote, boring, slower, you know, thing, the actual process. And you're like, no, but like, this is your life. Like you're the Vinci of your life. Like you should probably, you know, paint your masterpiece. So knowing these frameworks is huge. Like, and actually having frameworks like, oh, when I do these consistently, it's inevitable. <laughs> the goal is inevitable or where I'm wanting to go. And, and desired outcomes are inevitable but the consistency comes from the frameworks and the tools so i think that's really good you guys that where where can everybody connect with you guys online mm, well we hang out on instagram quite often at britley ann and at ellie underscore bt Those and i'll i'll make sure these are in the show notes as well too and then any website you want to drive them to or just that's the best starting point is is the instagram right that's i know a great starting point and then share of course your link we're offering matt and all of his beautiful listeners 10 percent off of the program held so that's a real 
we would love that because we know that anyone who is sitting here and has hung with us this long mm -hmm. is um is invested in the introspection it takes to start to shift your reality and we're just grateful for Matt so grateful for you and we know that the caliber of human that you attract is high caliber human and we're just grateful for everyone staying and tuning into the end and walking this journey with us we would love to connect with you and yeah, we're just so grateful for this conversation. Every time that we we always look come mm. away, we're like, gosh, it's so good. He's so good. <laughs> thank, so, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And, thank you. And yeah, you know, the audience, they they listen to the end. Like the audience is incredible. <laughs> Some of them like, especially if, there's been like record ones that's like an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, are you, I, I didn't realize it got that far, but it's like, you guys, man, you guys crazy? Like you listen to the whole hour and 45 minutes, but you know, but it, but again, uh, the styles are very different words. Like these are conversations that I, I know that most people I think are usually looking for. It's like, hey, what's really going on? Like, hey, let's have that kind of conversation. So I really appreciate you both, you know, sharing the journey, sharing what you guys are doing. Uh, and uh, yes, so uh, ladies that are listening, there will be also a, a, a code in the show notes as well too. And then, um, you know, use that once you connect with Ripley and Ellie and, and all of that. I'll make sure all the stuff is in the show notes as usual. And, um, I just appreciate you. you both. Yeah, I appreciate you both being here. Thank you. Of course. Bye. Uh, everybody, for everybody listening, please uh, connect in the show notes. You will see uh, each of their Instagram handles. There'll be a discount code. Uh, as always, uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and, uh, you know, just following along at, at the show. Sometimes, you know, there's there's been a, a couple of um, uh months off here and there this year but like you guys continue to show up every single show and i appreciate you guys so much thank you for all the ratings and the reviews and until next episode we are out <music>